With Cliff Dorfman and Jason Smith, it's Friday, May 29th. Here are your hosts, Jason Smith and Cliff Dorfman. Oh, huzzah! Hey there, how are ya? Welcome to a new episode of Stuck at Home with Cliff, that's me, Cliff Dorfman, and Jason Smith. That's me, Jason Smith. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right. I'm looking really orange in my camera right now. I don't know what's going on, but I'm uh, I'm trying to fix that. I'm just I'm bright. I'm bright pink. I look like yeah. Those cool lights aren't being so cool right now, are they? No, they're like just LEDs. reflecting straight off my face. I was just about to buy those too, and now I'm thinking like, hey, my I look pretty well, good. I I need to get some. Uh, Should I get Botox? Is, Should I get Botox? Uh, I don't. You need it. I don't think you. I, I've had I had deeper wrinkles on my forehead when I was like <laughs> six years old than you got on there right now. No, I was actually worried about the wrinkles on my penis. Oh yeah, those the those forehead. Just I mean, it's not a uh, problem with the, proper, uh, with the proper massage technique. Those things straighten right out. Yeah, the wrinkles and the grays on the penis. It's like Santa Claus. Yeah, yeah, it's exactly. Now, what am I going to do? Mm. Get the keep hey, hey, everybody! It's a new day. Did this you swear on your birthday? And Cliff's penis all coming to you live on a on a Friday afternoon. Uh, did you sweat out your birthday? Oh, I I sweated out my birthday. I came in. And my shirt was so soaking wet with sweat yesterday because it was so hot during that interview. And I was laughing so hard that like... Stephanie, I'm serious. It's my forehead. I just I just subterfuged with the other thing. But yeah, I got that. There's a great person, by the way. If, let's put it this way. I can't even say it. I'll tell you off the air who, who he does. <laughs> He's that good. Right on. I don't want to say anything on the air because I don't want to fuck up my relationship with him. <laughs> what do you got? Well, speaking of fucking up relationships, um, oh, great. Uh, so I didn't. We didn't get a chance to talk about this yesterday because it was real busy. But the other day, when I was telling the stories about uh, you know my uh, my my shellfish allergy uh, in the episode with uh, David Arquette, I talked a little bit about um, how uh, I found out about my uh, my shellfish allergy by going to a rave. Well, mm-hmm. it turns baby out rave. the baby rave. Mm-hmm. And uh, so it turns out for the first time ever, my daughter listened to the, the show. Just that one episode. <laughs> just that one episode. For the first time ever, it's the episode that I happened to talk about that night, going to bed and smoking weed, and about my, uh, <laughs> my experiences with ecstasy and uh, seafood allergies kind of combined into one. You can listen to the story. But yeah, so um, I got, a, I got a, um, a lot of neat, interesting text messages and emails from my daughter during the show that i didn't check and then afterwards i've had to like she's i think she thinks she's has something on me now right you're like i told everybody so so you're like just you happen to know by like (laughs) like like what uh location (laughs) yeah exactly it's not a big deal but it's also explaining to another it's all it's about explaining to a 16 year old why I've, why my behavior as a 16-year-old was inappropriate and why she should not try and emulate my 16-year-old behavior. Yeah, listen, here's the, here's the thing. Uh, it's, it's, thanks, Nancy. So here's the thing. I don't know who you're saying nice job to. I just took credit for it. She's, <laughs> she's scarred. Yeah, I, I, for some reason, I don't think she is. But it, here's the thing. She already wins because she's so much better than you. I know already. Right, already. She's already operating. She set the bar at, a, at a, such a higher level. And that's and that's purely because she's not allergic to shellfish, and I am. Is that why she's well, better? No, because she's not her, going to baby raves know, and, and ending up in the hospital and lying to the doctors about not taking ecstasy for fear of Linda Hazelberry. So, thank that's you, a real True story. Okay, thank well, you, uh, you know, it's like I said, Nancy. It's about location. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Um, no, we we're okay. We uh, we. Uh, um, but now I think every time I, I talk to her about something, I'm sure she's just that's gonna hold that in the back pocket. What about that time? And I was like, well, at least that's the only time you know about. So as far as we're concerned, we got one. You're doing ecstasy at my age. Jesus, leave me alone. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's it. It's so that's it's what coming. she's got. That's yeah, that's what she's what got, got on you. Yeah. All right, good. Now, should we talk a little before because we have Scott Porch coming yep. on to kind of dissect and do a little autopsy on this entire HBO Max thing, which mm-hmm. I, I'm dying to do because we've talked about it briefly last time we saw, but now it's out and there's response and people are freaking. So yep. we'll get to that. Yep. Uh, I was thinking because we had such a big, can we say week? We had a big week this we week. We did have a big week. We haven't really spoken about content that no. much at all, right? Yeah. I, I would be down. I'm uh, not like married to it, but I was thinking maybe is is here's the thing: is there really anything to discuss? Like, what have you watched? Anything? 
Space Force? So Space Force is out. Space Force is out as of this morning or last night. Uh, All the episodes. It's on Netflix. Is it good? What you seen so far? Mm, that's an interesting question. That's not a good answer right there. That's not great. It should be already well, funny. Well, here's what I'll say. I don't hate the show. I actually am enjoying the show. It's not as funny as it could be. And there are some funny moments and there's some funny characters and there's funny situations. But it's not like it's it's like the office meets upgrade but like with a lot of the jokes in the middle. So there's not as much funny, but it's you know, the character is very Michael Scott-esque, very Trump-esque. Like this whole thing is kind of loosely based around Donald Trump's like initiation of the Space Force. So Yeah, cuz they, they is, announced the sale of this right when he announced the Space Force. Which by the way, uh, you know, and I don't talk politics, but you know, A-Tip has been around for a very long time uh, and it was you know, allegedly dismantled. But anyway, I, I digress. Go on. Yeah, yeah. So so the, but, but the idea behind it and you you get this, you know, the the whole concept is they just launched Space Force. It's been out for, you know, they, you know, they fast forward to a year and it's like Steve Carell, who's hilarious. But in this one, he's kind of playing a version of Michael Scott mixed with kind of one of his, like maybe Evan Almighty, you know, where he's kind of nice and like loving, but also kind of a, mm-hmm. like a little bit off, you know, and the, 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 the supporting cast is great. Uh, Fred Willard uh, plays his dad and he's very, very funny. I don't know how many episodes he's in, but he's in at least the first so- couple. Um, but I wouldn't call it like laugh out loud funny all the time. There's some, there's some hijinks and there's some funny stuff, but it, it's not like, it's not like laugh a minute kind of stuff, but I actually don't hate the show. I think it's kind of nice. It's not complicated and um, it's, it's easy. But I, I wouldn't. I, I understand why the critics aren't aren't being very nice to it. Are you there? Are you hearing me? Nah, you know. Okay, but let me tell you what's going on right now. So in my ear, which just came in, I'm interrupting you for a very specific reason. Abba is playing. Do you hear it? I can hear the dancing queen. It's funny because I thought I shut this off, but it's like there it is. Ah, and don't mind me. I like ABBA, but I'm still now not hearing you. Did I mute my mic? I love. No, I can hear you. Can you? You can't hear me at all. Oh no! Now I hear you. Thank oh yeah, God. because your your headphones you know were connected to your iPhone. This has been. Did you know? Did you hear it happening like the whole time? I was trying to like act like it wasn't happening. No, I well, I, I when I when I finished my statement and you didn't answer me or cut me off, I realized when I hadn't been <laughs> cut off that you uh, you hadn't been hearing me. You rested on the head and been cut off. <laughs> Boom! Yeah. And I got one with the punch. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was good. And and that is what happened. You're right. You were not cut off for a very specific reason. So can, so you were saying about, and I'm sorry for everyone who already heard this, so sum it up for me. Some, where uh, I missed. Too long didn't read he, it. He's playing the Michael Scott guy. He's Michael pretty Scott. much that character. It's it's not as funny as I think it, it could be. I thought I think Upgrade is a funnier of his two, Greg Daniels' two most recent shows. Oh, this and is actually, Greg Daniels. Gotcha. Yeah, they're both Greg Daniels. Um, this one is not near as funny, but also it's not, but I, I, I'm not, not enjoying it. I'm like interested and kind of invested in the characters a little bit and I'm not hating it, but I'm also not like dying laughing everything. And especially during the cast, I feel like I should be laughing more. No, I, I agree with that. Listen, there's no doubt I'm watching all of it. Mm -hmm. No doubt. Um, the only, you know, the only issue I have is always dating something. So, you know, the second you attach even a space, you know, force, which is futuristic, right? And you can kind mm-hmm. of be timeless. The second you attach a political envoy to it, you mm-hmm. have a, a dated situation. Yep. Even if it's loosely based, everyone goes, oh, that's the president at that time. Right. You know, that's what's, uh, that's what's going on. Uh, so uh, that's my only issue, especially yep. if you're telling me we're seeing a Trump thing, but it's yep. good to know it's out. Yeah, it's it's out, and it's like I said, it's not bad, but I don't know that anybody's going to rush out and go, "Oh, this is the funniest show ever." If if somebody does go out and go, "This is the funniest show I've ever seen," and be like, "You've never seen TV before. You've only watched like Old Boy and maybe uh, I don't know <laughs> the the Old like, Boy the original or this yeah the original Old Boy yeah because it's a hilarious movie. Like if you think this is funny, that's why because that's like the only movie you've ever seen before. Yeah, Old Boy is really <laughs> it's got it's got brilliant moments a la Wedding Crashers. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I, you know, I, I just wonder if things like this show, even with Steve Carell being one of the biggest names in the world, they're going to get somewhat eclipsed by, mm-hmm. you know, the HBO Max thing for a while and they're going to fall through the cracks. We'll, we'll see. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not sure. Did you watch the uh, new Rick and Morty? 
I watched. I've watched every Rick and Morty so far. Yep. Okay, and I liked the last one. I thought it was fucking hilarious. I love. I love a good Parnell episode. You know, um, he was very God and Zeus. Yeah, uh, I thought it was really, really yeah. funny. I enjoyed that one. It's probably the one I've enjoyed the most this season, um, or at least yeah, this last it, release. I agree with you. It held me the most. I just yeah. got you off. No, it was good. Uh, I'm used to it. it. It's fine. Yep, they just did it. seeing it now. <laughs> there it is. Um, but yeah, I really, I, I enjoyed that one, uh, that episode a lot. I thought that was really fun. And um, I'm actually on a Chris Parnell kick right now. I started playing a video game last night because um, I got mm-hmm. finished with a Mortal Kombat thing called Maneater, which is a, a video game where you play a shark and you go around eating people and vr you no know, it's just a it's like an xbox game um but it's okay. it, it's set up like it's a reality tv show following around the shark and chris parnell's the host and so it's like i i could listen to chris parnell just use his voice to say very funny things in a very serious tone all day well for those who don't know who chris parnell is why don't you fill us in oh uh, chris parnell is a uh, snl uh alum who's very funny he's best known probably for the uh the chronicles of narnia rap that kind of helped kick off youtube with uh, andy samberg um gotcha. but he also does tons of voiceover so he plays the the dad in rick and morty he plays the, the shark thing he's he's in lots of stuff he does a lot of voiceover. very I, I feel very bad for the dad in rick and morty <laughs> oh yeah i mean he's such a cuckold i i, I don't know how to deal with him it, it's uncomfortable it is, you know, and you wonder who that's based off of. You can kind of, yeah. you can kind of see um, Harmon, and Harmon kind of embodies Rick to a point. A lot of his fears and a lot of his other stuff. I don't think the Justin's necessary reference, but it feels like that's somebody, right? Like that character is definitely a person. They're, they're, yeah, they're 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 poking at something, someone. I, I don't know, but I'm uncomfortable. It's great. Don't get me wrong. I, I don't know why they stay together, but even at the end of the episode, after him and his wife resolve stuff, mm-hmm. you know, they're on top of each other, and that's a normal. He's like, should we, you know, have sex right now? <laughs> and uh, she's like, you, you can smell your balls from here. Yeah. No, and she goes, like, this guy can't get a break, no matter what. Yeah, no, and and I think they they explore in and out of this relationship a lot in the animated trope, and I think the answer to that is like they're all so messed up. Like his mess up is and and her codependent mess up are all the same. She desperately wants her dad and or, or or this figure in her life, and like and is willing to abuse this other man to at least maintain some of that and keep that going. And he just desperately wants his family. You know, it's definitely it's it's really interesting, especially considering you know Dan doesn't have kids. Uh, Justin doesn't yeah, have. Where's it coming from? Yeah, where's it coming from? It's their own projection onto their probably their own parents. Yeah, exactly. I mean, like that's where was it a childhood thing? Was that your dad? Was that you know uh, Justin's dad? Like you know, there's something. There, there's, there's something. something there always is for sure. And then like once in a while, they they, uh, they listen. That show kind of it trips me out. This new season, I have to say, there's there's something that's much darker about it. I don't know if there was a little more freedom given or something, like, because it seems like Dan and Justin, they had all the freedom the whole time. But does this seem darker to you this season? I think that they're always going to start getting darker and deeper the the further along they go. You, you, you start mining and having to mine down into the emotional portions of these, and you start understanding them in order to get the impact or at least the point across that you're trying to get, you're going to have to dig right. deeper and deeper into these characters and you're going to find some darker stuff. The, the crazy thing will when, yeah, when they find like, like a season's like, this season's so light and happy. That'll be the weird thing. Everybody goes, something's fucked up. Why is everybody smiling? Why is everybody being so nice to Jerry? That's the season. You know, something's going to go real wrong. Yeah, by the way, you're right. And and I think the fact that where, you know, you never really have these discussions about an animated show in regards yep. to character and and yeah. depth and gravitas and arc and and there really it is there. There these are deep dark characters. And listen, I think it is a Dan thing more than a Justin thing because when you look at Solar Opposites, you don't see you definitely see more of a Bob's Burger sensibility than you do, you know, Futurama sensibility than you see in uh Rick and Morty or Community. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, this is a Dan thing. And not yeah. that Justin's not brilliant. I'm saying no, that no, I know, but it gets darker. That, that, that darkness is there. And, you know, we, know, we know some stuff about Dan and where he was when writing some of this stuff, you know, and he's actually in a pretty good place right now. He's moved and he's, you know, he just engaged and all that stuff. But at the same time, exploring some of these things is 
part of that therapy, you know, and what he was, you know, how he gets that out, uh, used to be kind of in Harmontown and he's not making the, the podcast anymore. And so, you Which know, I wish he would right. start again, he will start again, Dan. He will. he will, he will. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll do it on Starburns when he starts again. Cause where's he going to go now? Exactly. Let's talk about the fact that at Lady Gaga, first of all, she posted. Do you want to do her. Gaga? Cause it's three forty-five. Should we bring Scott in here? I mean, I don't know. Is he there? Did you read any text that, that he sent he's here. or he's, anything? He's sitting right here. Yeah. He's so, Okay, so yeah, let's definitely bring him on because we can have we'll this whole conversation. Yeah, yeah, let's talk about all of it. I love it. Scott's here. Ladies and gentlemen, you know him as our producer. You know him as a writer for Decider. He wrote New York Times. Uh, how, how many things does this guy write for? Seriously, Jason. How many, how <laughs> many things does he like? Like over 10 things. A baker's dozen. Let's call it, let's call it 44 different. He's a contributor to 44 different newspapers, periodicals, and online zines. And also your, um, uh, the occasional, uh, cooking recipe blog. <laughs> Scott Bork, he's got his hair all brushed. When it hasn't been your day, or even your year. Are you singing the Rembrandts? Oh, we're ready. Okay. <laughs> Watching some friends on HBO Max. I mean, you sing along with the uh, with the cover song. <laughs> with the cover song is that you watch just, the credits on HBO Max? I just just doing a bit. You know, actually, they they're supposed to be coming up with a thing where you can skip the credits that I, I read about somewhere, but they they haven't done that yet. When you watch Friends, you will see the the opening credits at the beginning of each episode. I feel like that thing is kind of proprietary now to Netflix. I feel like Netflix has that you know skip intro. Yeah, of course, a lot of newer shows are designed not to have those kinds of credits, and even shows from like the mid to late 90s, you know, have alternate versions that don't have the longer opening credits. So, I mean, it's less of a thing now, but uh, no, you can't skip them yet on uh, on HBO Max. And they're even showing little previews on some shows. Like I was just started the beginning of an episode of Friends and saw uh, a little preview at the beginning of it for uh, Love Life, which is one of the original the Anna shows. Kendrick. Yeah. series right so they're showing previews at the beginning just like what hbo always does when you watch on you know regular hbo okay so before we dive completely into hbo max and try to do a little autopsy on it i, I just have you heard the anything from the lady gaga album at all i haven't yet okay you haven't listened to this chromatica thing i, I heard she postponed her listening party for you know stronger political reasons which i i thought was nice but i don't talk about that stuff on here um, because of minnesota or yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I so. haven't. I haven't heard any of the album yet. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I've heard two songs, so I'm not gonna. I'm gonna wait till everybody says something first. I mean, not that I care about giving my opinion, but I'll, I'll just wait for everybody to listen down before yeah. we get into it. Now I'm looking oh, forward by, to hearing it. Yeah, me too. I'm gonna listen tonight. And by the way, Jason, just so you know, uh, she she tweeted something about wanting a Rick and Morty meme for it. So you know, look into that. All right, Scott, let's start from the beginning. HBO Max. For those who have no idea, they're walking into this today. This thing launched, what, Wednesday? Wednesday. At okay. 3 a.m. Eastern. Yeah. 3 a.m. Eastern. Now, Nancy says that it was included with her mobile phone, which is now a selling point, right? Mm -hmm. And that's included meaning a subscription? Yeah. So I think, think uh, AT&T said the number was about 10 million uh, subscribers of various AT&T products, their U-verse broadband or certain wireless plans, uh, mm -hmm. or that connected to uh, uh, HBO on one of AT&T's platforms like DirecTV or uh, um, um, HBO Now, those people will automatically got updated to HBO Max just right out of the chute. So it, it right, has so my million. Hulu, yeah. my Hulu subscription that has HBO, mm -hmm. I just can sign on now and I'm going to see yep. HBO Max and yep. I can go through everything they have. Yep. And so that's All one of the me. licensed platforms. So about 10 million of AT&T's, you know, owned and operated, uh, you know, services that people had access through. And then a bunch mm -hmm. of others like Verizon, uh, subscribers, you know, that have uh, fiber, you know, through Verizon, or if you have Hulu and subscribe to HBO right. through Hulu, all of those people automatically upgraded to HBO Max. Right. So that was the thing. But now if you just got an AT&T phone, like one of our listeners said, like Nancy said, she is, uh, let's say she's not subscribed anywhere, but she gets this AT&T phone. Is she just, it's on there free or not free. It's included in the. Yeah. The upper tier plans, you know, like the unlimited 
whatever they, you know, they've got all these different names for these plans, but it's the upper tier plans. They'll include HBO Max. And same for broadband. If you have uh, AT&T UVerse as your broadband provider at home and you have one of the upper tier bandwidth plans, they'll give you HBO Max for free. And I'm sure I, I don't, I'm not a HBO, I mean, a, a, an AT&T subscriber. I'm a, viral, a, a Verizon subscriber, so I didn't get mm-hmm. that email. But I think they've communicated to people when they're eligible for those things. You just, you know, click here and you're, you're signed up. Okay, so now all these people are getting HBO Max. It's a huge launch. How, how, do you know anything about how the numbers have been before I dive into content? Okay, no. so we don't have to waste time on that. We, right. But we do believe it's pretty big. I mean, like when Quibi launched, it just felt soft. Yeah. You know, it just felt like, uh, we're here. Anybody want to hang? The thing and about the HBO it feels Max like, is- bam. Yeah, the thing about HBO Max's launch is if you already had HBO and you're on, you know, two-thirds or more of the platforms where you had HBO, you're just, mm-hmm. you have HBO Max. So, I mean, it it started with a, you know, it's like having season tickets. You know, you just, you come right back and there you are. And there were, you know, a lot of those people already, you know, were, were already right. on it the first day because they had access to it from HBO. Yeah, but the selling point now is now this is the reason to subscribe to HBO. Mm-hmm. Because if you subscribe, now let me ask this question. Uh, if if uh, someone goes and subscribes right now who doesn't have it to HBO Max, mm-hmm. can they just, do they get HBO? No, they get the whole thing. And I don't think that you can even subscribe to just HBO Now anymore. I think they're doing away with that nameplate on certain platforms. Like if you go to Apple, because Apple has a deal already with HBO Max, you're not mm-hmm. going to see the HBO Now for $14.99 side by side with HBO Max for $14.99. You're just going to see HBO Max. And right. the two platforms that HBO or that Warner doesn't have deals with are Roku and uh, Amazon. So I, I assume if you go to HBO to sign up for Amazon, I, I think you can still sign up, but you're just going to be signing up for the, the HBO now that was there a week ago. Oh, so if you sign up on Amazon, you're not going to get Max. Nope. They, they That's do not a have good a- thing to know. Yeah, they do uh, not do have a know this? Sorry, Scott. Do uh, know yeah, this? I mean it's it's been confusing. I think in yeah, you know people that don't follow you know the ins and outs of the industry because there's HBO, there's HBO Now, which is you know if you sign up directly you know through an app or through right. you know a service like Amazon, then there's HBO Go, which is the app you use if you're signed up through your cable or satellite. So there's lots of names and ways to sign up, but yeah, everything's been converted to HBO Max. Except Except if you subscribe through uh, Amazon Roku or Amazon or Roku, and those carriage deals will get done. Right, and is this benefiting Roku in some way by doing this with this holdout? They're negotiating over, you know, if you read the you know various stories that have been talking to unnamed people, you know, at the at the two companies, it's a you know it's about advertising rates because. Or, or, you know, what the share of advertising is going to be because HBO Max is going to have an ad supported tier that's going to come out next year. And when you're dealing with HBO oh. Max, you're dealing with AT&T. So, you know, if, if you've got the AT&T TV, you know, app that they want to sell or, you know, the various other AT&T products, you know, if you're Roku, you're dealing with all of it when you deal with HBO Max. Oh, that's interesting. So you're saying that next year, 2021, they're going to be coming out with an ad-supported HBO mm-hmm. Max. Mm-hmm. And who is going to be subjected to that certain level of hell? It'll be cheaper. And so they'll they'll be using it as like a second tier, you know, if Way you didn't in. sign up. Right. If you didn't sign up for $15, but maybe you're interested at whatever they price it, $10 or $12, same as Hulu. You know, you can sign up for ad-supported Hulu for $6, I think, or you can get the ad-free version for $12. So it'll it'll be the same type deal. And uh, I'm a Comcast subscriber at home for Internet, so I'm, I've already got Peacock, which is their service that comes out July 15th, but Comcast subscribers already have it in home, and that service will be completely free, uh, the ad-supported version. And if you want What's the, the Peacock? That's NBC shows? Yeah, that's NBC's version of a streamer that's going to come out July 15th. But Comcast households oh. like me, we already have the service. So what's going to happen to a Hulu household like me or an Amazon? Forget about an Amazon household because mm-hmm. that doesn't even work. But what happens to a Hulu household? For like, if you want to subscribe to Peacock, it'll be free. Oh, it'll be free. 
Okay, mm-hmm. it'll just be included with my, mm-hmm. the same way I watch NBC shows now. Yeah, it'll just be free. You'll just download the app on your Samsung TV or Amazon or, you know, whatever kind of TV you have. You'll just download and watch it. And if you want to buy out the ads and get it ad free, it'll be $5. Oh, wait. So even though I have, I'm paying for a subscription to NBC on Hulu, Mm -hmm. if I want to remove NBC's ads, I have to pay extra. On Peacock, but not on Hulu. Well, right, but I still right. have to pay extra out of my wallet, yeah. right? I mean, that's out of my account. So that means that even though I'm spending 90 whatever dollars for the screens and the this and that and the, all these local channels, and I still, so it's the same with CBS All Access, right? Why do you, you should drop the bundle tier. Why do you have the bundle tier of, of Hulu, the $55 part? Just cut back to the, the $12 tier. Oh, because I have HBO and I have uh, Showtime. There are shows I like, yeah. so I have to. It just works to to have the whole. You include it all, and that's how. Oh, does that make so sense? So, are you getting the live TV part, like the sports yeah. and yes. news, and so that's the expensive part? You know, you can get at the HBO for, you know, the difference between just subscribing to Hulu and the live TV part of Hulu is a forty something dollar difference. So you, you can get HBO and Showtime you know, and Peacock for less than the cost of, of what you're but paying to get the live TV part of Hulu. You're correct. But what you don't get, and, and correct me about this, because I feel like a lot of our listeners are, are, are confused by everything. Mm-hmm. So this is really helpful. So what you don't get, right, is you don't get the ability to have a DVR and you don't, so you have no way to record anything and you don't have the ability to fast forward any ads. So the only way I can fast forward ads on Hulu is if I record it off live TV. Did you know mm-hmm. this? Well, if you had the $12 version, you I would do. not have ads on anything. Oh, I wouldn't have so ads on you, anything. What you watch on demand, you shouldn't be seeing any ads at all if you're paying the extra $5. You have to pay the extra $5 to get the ad free, even if you have the $55 version. So you'd have to look at your tier and see what you've got. But, I mean, if you had the $12 version, you wouldn't have anything to DVR because it's all on demand. But I th- okay, so so I have to go look at this. You see, this is why it's mm-hmm. so interesting because to yeah. me, I'm paying you know for everything, and uh, I still like if I want to watch um, Grant that miniseries on the History Channel, right? Uh, I can go watch it, but I have to sit through History Channel's ads. That's right. Why? That's part paying? of the bundle. But you know the thing about that is, and I don't I don't know who the 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 streaming outlet is going to be for that particular series when it goes to streaming but if you can wait four months or six months or whatever it is that'll be on streaming somewhere it'll be on netflix right. or hulu or amazon but I'm Prime Video. Guy. <laughs> if i want to watch <laughs> well, it but that's what you're paying <laughs> without for is, commercials is to get it right it's to get it now and then you're just having to deal with that's why so many people are leaving commercial tv you know their cable bills a hundred dollars a month and they're watching something like rupaul's drag race and seeing six minute ad blocks and it's yeah, like it's, it's really just a bad experience it really is but when you're on hulu i'm still seeing uh i guess I'm, i've seen uh two at least 250 minute ad blocks maybe 300 Second, yeah. I mean, ad blocks yeah. on Hulu. And I'm paying a lot of money, and I'm still seeing that long thing, and I can't fast forward. The only way I can fast forward it is if I decide to DVR it when it airs live. That's well, the messed good up. Thing, the good thing about HBO Max, at least right now, is that everything that's on it, you know, all of the commercial, you know, the things they've licensed from other networks like Doctor Who, it's all ad-free. You know, I mean, there, there are no Doctor ads. Who? They do have Doctor Who. The whole we, we should, se- the whole series? They have, yeah. In fact, I just had that pulled up. They have the wow. new Doctor Who, so they don't have the, like, the 1970s, you know, no, Doctor the, Who. What's his, but, Benner, ben, it's not Benedict Cumberbatch. It's, uh, it's, uh, it's the other guy. Uh, Max Theory Smith. of everything guy. Yeah. Oh, no, it's, it's hey, Linda Hazelberry. So, Max Smith is the lead on that. Uh, yeah, I think Matt wasn't, uh, Jason might know better than I would. Wasn't Matt Smith the doctor for a while, Jason? Yeah, Jason, right let now. us know. Now he's on. He'll, he'll pop yeah. up. We'll, we'll see it. So they have Doctor Who. What else have you seen now? Let's get into the content. Let's oh, my gosh. Here's my – I was pulling up my list of some things I wanted to watch. So I've got Stuber, which was a, a movie with Kamel Nanjiani. 
um, uh, so. Betty Gilpin, um, uh, Dave Bautista, you know, that came out uh, uh, last year. That's on HBO right now, so you're going to get that with HBO Max. Uh, Robot Chicken from Adult Swim. They've got all ten, uh, the first ten seasons of that. Doctor mm-hmm. Who. Uh, which I think ran, runs on AMC uh, in the United States, and that's going to be uh, the license for that is for HBO Max. Batwoman um, from the CW that just ran the first mm-hmm. season, all 20 uh, episodes of that. I've got that in my list. Uh, Eastbound and Down from uh, from HBO oh, yeah, so several good. seasons ago. I just watched season one of that within the last couple of months and getting ready yeah, Jason to... Jason uh, scrolling here on the HBO Max site. Uh, for those of you who can't see him. We're Varsity Blues, one of my all-time favorite sports movies uh, from 1999 uh, is on there. So I'm going to maybe try to watch that again uh, soon. All of Me with Steve Martin and Lily Tomlin, all of Friends. Uh, all of we're friends. seeing the scroll next to Scott, so he's mm-hmm. Jason's showing us pictures of uh, all the shows that are on. Go, go on, Scott. The Alienist, which was a great series uh, on TNT that ran uh, last year or two years ago. It was with the Daniel beginning Wolf. of psychology, right? Mm-hmm. Very interesting yeah. show. Yeah, uh, so that's on there. And then the new season of Alienist will be uh, on TNT. I think it starts in June sometime, and then I'm sure that'll be on HBO Max at, you know, at some point after right. it wraps up. DC's Doom Patrol uh, is on HBO Max, and the new season of that is going to come out uh, at the end of June. So, you know, you've got a month to catch up on that if you want to watch the new season. Oh, Axios, cool. the Sunday night show uh, on the HBO. HBO yeah. uh, Legendary, which is one of the new uh, originals about... Um, um, dance houses, uh, oh, you know, really? that come out in their uh, outfits and, you know, uh, dance. And that's like a, a reality show. Uh, mm-hmm. And then our competitive reality show. And then The Wire mm-hmm. uh, is the last show I have in my... Um, I've watched the first season of that, but never got to the other seasons. And then I think yeah. we're going to have an episode. Just get better and better. Yeah, you I think we're going to have, have an episode. Tell us. Yeah, I think we've got somebody coming on to talk about the wire next week or the week after uh, yeah. on the show. So I wanted to, you know, start catching up on the I need wire two a episodes. little bit. Because I could talk about that show forever. Now, are we not seeing? Have any of the original series launched? Uh, just a handful. Uh, let me pull up the originals. I've been Jason and I both have been watching the Anna Kendrick series, which is called Love Life. I've seen the first two I episodes mean, I, of that. How they put it? three episodes. Out. It's pretty good. I I actually quite enjoyed good, like, the pitch. Perfect, pretty good, or pretty good. Like she almost is pretty good in End of uh, Watch with Pena. Pretty good. It's more of a um, the the rom com dramedy sort of tone. It's kind of like Hulu's High Fidelity. If you saw any of that, it's more of that you know, sort of. I tone. tried. I yeah. tried. It's, I'm a little bit of a purist, so seeing uh, not John Cusack and, and the, it didn't work for me, but I liked it a lot better than I can. I have a regurgitation thing with Anna Kendrick, but okay, this is a big deal, right? It's a big deal for, yeah. for everyone. People like her, and this is a series that she's got creative control in as well, I'm presuming. Yeah, she, uh, Paul Feig uh-huh. uh, and Anna Kendrick are the executive producers of the series. Puffy and Anna Kendrick. Mm-hmm. That's a reality show. Let's move on. Well, and, and I was going to say they've set the show up. They uh, uh, Warner Kendrick. Media announced today that the 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 show has done. I mean, who knows how much of this is PR? But the, the, they said mm-hmm. that the show has done well enough that their plan to put out the first three episodes and then to put out the back seven weekly. They're actually moving up. They're going to put out three more episodes next week and then the four remaining episodes the week after. So you're going to be able to get through that series faster than what they had originally planned. And that that show is set up to be a different romantic lead every season. So next season could be John Hamm or somebody else. It would be their sort of story. And I wouldn't have to watch Anna Kendrick's season to jump in on the second season. That's right. And that's the the sort of appeal. Right. Now, that's the appeal of these anthology shows like, uh, you know, like that is where, you know, if if, if you like an actor that's in the second or third or fourth season, you can just start with that one. Uh, that I really like uh, mm-hmm. again, Anna Kendrick. I, you know her, Gwyneth Paltrow, and then I'm I'm good. Anyone else? I'm pretty good. All right, is that it, or do we have any other? Any mm, other perhaps there's all kinds of. Stuff. I mean, basically, no. That everything- dropped with HBO Max. I'm saying like when we got Apple TV, they gave us you know Morning Show, uh, Dickinson, whether you liked it or not. C. There right. was a like three, four, five shows right at launch. 
I don't feel this with HBO Max. No, there's not as much. And I, I think you can see <laughs> in what they're doing, the strategy is New to make season's sure they... going to star Judge Reinhold, Scott, just so you know. That's the banner that's flying. <laughs> I heard about time. you, Judge Reinhold, on yesterday's yeah, show. Yeah, well, yeah, I hope he doesn't come after you, man. Show. You better you lock your doors tonight. I, yeah, he's going to have to. I don't think they let him into Calabasas. I think there's a sign, <laughs> no RVs or Judge Reinhold. Um, go on, go on. Forgot what we were talking about now. Because that was good on, stuff, right? That was good stuff. No, yeah, I was okay. saying that, that we were seeing, we saw a big launch of series. They gave us a lot of content to sink our teeth into. Now with uh, HBO Max, we're seeing what? Love Bites and uh, uh, what's the... Love uh, Lives. And they've got a new series of Looney Tunes and then they've got the legendary, uh, you know, uh, competitive series. And, but I, yeah, but I no really original. Think, what? Nothing original other than this Anna Kendrick one, right? No, only like five or six originals of what they're calling Max originals. And eventually right. what they've said is that, you know, they're, the HBO originals and the Max originals are basically the Max originals are basically going to double the output. You know, there will be as many Max original hours next year as there will be hours of HBO. So there's going to be, you know, if you're used to a certain amount of originals on HBO, it's going to be double that, you know, by this time next year but i think their idea it's a in slow rolling, wheel there well i think their idea in rolling this out was to show the hbo subscribers that this is hbo this is hbo just like what you're already subscribed to and get them accustomed to the new interface and then start gradually bringing out uh some of these uh you know other originals because you know if you think about 34 million U.S. households subscribe to HBO. About two-thirds of those are through cable providers. Uh, yes. And people are canceling their cable. And so HBO's, you know, yeah, on a kind of a rescue video. mission. Yeah, absolutely. They're on, a, they're on a rescue mission to get their HBO subscribers before they disappear into the ether when those people that subscribe to HBO through their cable provider cancel their cable. So, Well, that makes sense why they, they, they put the launch now when they don't have all their original output, you know, uh, content, uh, content output ready to go. Right. Okay, that, that, that makes sense to me at least. Though uh, we talked with uh, on a, a few episodes uh, ago, we talked with uh, Phil Molina about the Zack Snyder cut. Uh, are we seeing that? Do we have a release date on that? And also, what about the Seth Rogen movie that they talked about now? It's only coming out on HBO Max, the new Rogen film? The, that will be out, I think they said fall, and then the Snyder mm -hmm. cut of Justice League is going to be out in 2021. They haven't said when. I'm not even sure if the reshoots have been done uh, for that. There was uh, uh, Bob Greenblatt did an interview on Peter Kafka's podcast when he Kafka said he heard that the budget for that was between 30, 20 and 30 million, and Bob Greenblatt said, I wish it was only 30 million. So they're doing new effects. It sounds like reshoots, whether they've done them yet or not, is hard to tell, but this is going to be much different than just recutting the existing yeah, footage. That, and that, to me, is like being a purist. That, to me, is kind of, uh, you know, uh, messed up. Because if the Zack Snyder cut was going to save all, it would have done it. In other words, you should yeah. just have it ready to go assembled. Because that if he was walking off because that cut, well, you know what I mean. If that cut was so important, you weren't talking about reshoots. Now you're making reshoots to make sure your cut works. So did your cut not work that everybody's talking about? I'm just, you know, I'm broaching this. I mean, this if subject. you made a movie and weren't able to finish it and some other director came in, wouldn't you love to have 30 million to go back and finish, you know, the way you wanted it? I mean, I, I think that's what Zack Snyder is looking at this as, is a, a chance to go, you know, rescue his movie and, Maybe make it some combination of the original version and maybe some better version. There's been talk that it's actually going to be presented in, in limited series format, that it might be five or six episodes rather than a, a you know a four-hour feature film. See, now you just hooked me. I'm in. Now that may, like, now I can't wait for it. Now we yeah. got to wait till 2021, unfortunately. Yeah. Okay, so HBO Max is now available to everybody. We're able to get this content, but we're seeing a limited original stuff coming out right so right now you can mess around with the movies there's a mm -hmm. lot of movies right there is All there's the a potter films it's probably the best movie catalog on streaming the day it launched it's got a better film catalog than 
Netflix, Amazon, Hulu. I mean, it is it is the best film catalog because they've got all the you know they've got a a, a pretty good license deal with Criterion, where you know a lot of channels from Criterion or a lot of films mm-hmm. from Criterion Collection are going to be coming into the catalog. They've got the old you know oh, that's Warner. Exciting. Yeah, do they, they have the now. Old, do they have Criterion ones right now? You're yeah, Jason they've got they've got quite screen. a lot of titles from Criterion. What are we seeing, uh, already Jason? Is Criterion stuff you're showing us in on the, the catalog. Yeah, if you're in the service and you scroll down to what HBO Max is calling hubs, mm-hmm. one of those will say TCM, the Turner Classic Movies, and that's where they're putting all of their classics. And so, you know, there right now in their carousel. Possible. Casablanca, Gone with the Wind, Ben-Hur, Singing in the Rain, Rebel Without a Cause, North by Northwest, Once Upon a Time in the West. I mean, these are, you know, heavyweight, best picture, you know, classic movies. I think I've lost your audio. I'm not hearing you. Yeah, that's because my, yeah, okay, my, my big chin, my big chin yeah. hit the, uh, like, <laughs> Yeah, so I was going The Wizard of Oz. I mean, yeah. uh, Freaks, Eraserhead. This is fantastic. The Kid, The Pilgrim, and these are all Criterion, right? Yeah, uh, some. Some are from the old Warner catalog. Some are from ah. the old MGM catalog that they picked up from, from you know, the, when Ted Turner bought that catalog years ago. And so they've accumulated, you know, a lot of this over the years. You've got, a, you know, a lot of HBO original movies, you know, are going to mm-hmm. be uh, in this catalog. Uh, well, I imagine you know, all of them, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, every mm-hmm. everything. So I mean, it's a you know the old the old King Kong. I mean, there's a there's a you know quite a catalog, and they're going to be they've been very careful. You know, there are some things that they've bought the rights to that are not in mm-hmm. the app yet. Like none of the Superman movies are uh, are in the service yet, and I, I think they're mm-hmm. they're they're being cautious to bring some of these things out over time so they can emphasize them. So we know Gossip Girl is going to be in the service. That's already been announced. We know the West Wing is going to be in the service. That's already been announced. Superman Mm. films, but those things aren't there yet. So I think over the next several months, you're going to see them bring some things in and put a lot of emphasis in media and social media over what's new right now. And that's, that's how you keep people subscribing month after month instead of watching the six things they want to watch and then canceling. Yeah, that's exactly right. So that's, you just actually brought up a good counterpoint to the Apple TV plus mm-hmm. scenario, which is you got the six shows you want, you watch them and then you cancel after a month or, you know, this now we're going to string you along and give you a little here, a little there, but wait, we got this big thing. Plus you're getting all the HBO series, right? I can mm-hmm. watch anything on HBO. That's right. And Apple is even shifting a little bit. They're they're not characterizing it as a shift and they're saying they're going to remain, you know, conservative about their development, but they've got a much bigger slate coming um next year. They bought Apple the rights. Does. Yeah, Apple does. They bought the rights to all of the Fraggle Rock catalogs. So those episodes are all coming to Apple soon and they're making a new Fraggle Rock series. So they'll have all of that. They just bought uh the most recent Tom Hanks uh, movie that was supposed to come out in theaters in May or June. They're going to bring that out for Father's Day uh, as an original. And then the next Scorsese, Leonardo DiCaprio. Oh, I just heard about this with De Niro, right? Yeah. uh, That's going to get incredible. That's going to get a theatrical release and then it's going to be exclusive to Apple TV plus after. So, I mean, they're they're making, you know, they're continuing to make some big swings, but they've decided they don't want to do it by, you know, buying a production company or buying a catalog. They're they're making, you know, the the only thing like a catalog they've bought so far is Fraggle Rock. So everything else, they've just moved very, you know, very cautiously. Right, but they're they have a production company. I mean, they're making oh, yeah. a series. This is not uh, oh, HBO yeah. Max is doing it, but they're doing it on a. I, I guess they're sharing production uh, costs with HBO. It's the same entity. Uh, yeah, I mean, they're buying like the J.J. Abrams shows that are going to be coming to Apple TV Plus is under J.J.'s overall deal at Warner. You know, I mean, he'll be making shows right. for HBO uh, uh, and he'll be making shows for, you know, for Apple TV Plus. So, you know, all these studios that, are, you know, that have output, uh, you know, arms besides what they're making for their own streaming services, Apple is buying from all of them, as is Netflix and, you know, Amazon and, you know, everybody's buying from everybody still. 
Right. So what we established is that really there's about 20 people making all of this money. It's yeah. all funneling back to one. But when one you make your next places. movie, you're going to have places to sell it to. You're going to have I, some. That's the beauty. You yeah, have so gonna, many outlets now. You would be able to go to Apple for global rights. You'd be able to go to Amazon for near global rights. I mean, the 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 you know the the old version of having to go to twenty five different distributors to get all of these different you know global segments. I mean, you can go to Apple or Amazon, um, you know HBO. I mean, there's outlets you can go to now that can wrap up a lot of foreign territories all well, in one place. Scott, this is very true, but what? What you're seeing on a creative side, on, on my side, is that we get a payment, and it's a big payment up front, mm -hmm. but you're not getting any residuals anymore. They own it forever. They own everywhere. So you're not getting your farm residuals or your pay TV residuals or, your, you know, I still get money coming in from Warrior on a, you know, quarterly basis. Yeah. You know, this is, yeah, an entourage and everything, of course, because once it's out there, but once you sell a show to like a Netflix or an Amazon or a film, it's just boom. That's it. You're done. Here's your payment. Go home. Don't spend it all in one place. So that's going to be a big difference. We'll see, too. And I, I don't mean, think the payments are going to match. Maybe not. Part of the premise of of, 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 of uh, Netflix over these last several years overpaying, you know, what a cable network would pay for a series is to buy out and what they're saying, buy out the back end. They're paying you the residuals right. up front. Right. So when you hear this term overpaying, you, you see these really big A-list talent people yeah. getting, you know, tens and tens and tens of millions of dollars. Yes. But what you're forgetting is they were seeing all this money over years, plus probably an extra 20 to 30 percent above what That's they're right. seeing. But they're not going to ever see that now. They're saying, OK, I'll take it all at once and I'll lose 30 percent. It's literally like the VIG on a wise guy's loan. And so, like, when right. Jennifer Aniston gets $2 million an episode for her, right. uh, the morning show on Apple uh, TV+, Plus, that's a lot of money, but that's all of it. There there will be no more after that, you know, after she gets paid. Exactly. But Schwim and Jen and Courtney and everybody are seeing money on this HBO Max deal. And every time Friends gets sold, they're that's seeing right. money. But that's once right. this happens, like, for the morning show, the morning show can get sold nine, ten times. Jen sees her $2 million an episode. And as we say in Yiddish, Shine Fatik. That means forget it. It's over. Finished. Done. And that's a big deal. And it's going to continue rewarding the, you know, the big players. You know, I mean, if you want. But it's not rewarding them as much as they were. It's actually cutting their salaries. I mean, again, don't cry for them, Argentina yeah. or anything. But, you know, it's it's still Jennifer Aniston to this day. How much money do you think the Friends cast is just making off of oh this gosh. HBO Max sale? They're going to make three million each just to do the special that they're doing for HBO Max that would have been yeah. out by now but for the COVID shutdown they, they were all getting paid $3 million just to sit around, not even to do a reunion show uh, in character <laughs> just talking about the show yeah yeah, exactly. So, uh, but that's putting that aside, this sale, this is like another syndication package that they're seeing money on. Those deals are now gone. And that's the future we're really looking at in film and television is that content creators are going to see a 30 to 50% cut in their wages. And it's a trickle down effect. I mean, do you agree with this? Yeah. Well, depending on what content you're talking about, I mean, like Big Bang Theory. Uh, okay, you know, that was that. like a billion dollar deal, you know, for, for yeah, to go on or something to buy. Right. It, it'll be TBS for uh, linear and for, you know, certain episodes on the TBS app. And then the full catalog is, is in HBO Max. It's the first time it's ever been on streaming. And the same thing will happen when Modern Family, you know, it hasn't been sold for streaming yet. So, you know, all of the people that have participation in the back end rights to that, they're all all going to get another payday when that goes Okay, but compare that to Chuck Lorre's deal on which won all the Golden Globes or whatever, the Michael Douglas, uh, Alan Arkin show. What's it right. What's it called? Uh, uh, I know what you're talking about on Netflix. Right. Yes. Uh, whatever that, I loved it. I, yeah, I haven't that seen That show, it. he's not getting that deal. In other words, when someone wants to buy that catalog, he's not going to see a penny of that because he got paid what right. he got paid and that's it. So these big deals you're seeing don't, I feel I feel like it's a little bit of propaganda because, oh, and Netflix is paying these people so much, but they're keeping these rights forever. They're the ones getting the checks. Correct. Yes. I mean, I think another way to look at that might be the, the, the new system. Method. 
Kaminsky method. The new yes. system rewards people who continue working rather than people who made one big popular thing 10 years ago. And so, you know, if you're a, a, a working actor who pops up in, you know, shows over and over again and you're in demand, this is a good time for you to be in business. And if you're, you know, Courtney Cox or Jim Parsons, it's also a good time, you know, for you to be in business. So, I, I you know, good actors, in demand actors, they're getting residuals on things they did 10 years ago and they're getting huge paydays on things they're making now. So I, right. But I wanted, but the point I'm really trying to make, I don't want to beat a dead horse. I just am saying that the huge residuals that they're getting, they still should be getting, but they're not because they're selling off 30 to 40 to 50% of it for the yeah. long-term haul. Right. Yeah. That's the new business model. Right. And the outlets okay. that paid the big residuals 10 years ago are not, you know, I mean, they're just, I mean, NBC, yeah, you can still get that deal at NBC, but, you know, TNT or Comedy Central or whoever, they're, they're not making, you know, the volume and the budget of shows that they were making 10 years ago. Right. Right. Well, okay. We can we can move off this. I just I think it's so fascinating that that yeah. we're at this place in in entertainment, and this is kind of where the future is. Future is in these streaming services. I, I don't even know. You think we'll have theaters, Jason? What do you think? I think the future is into uh, live stream podcasts. Um, well, yeah, for sure. We're we're in. What the we're future, doing guys. is the future. We're in the. Future. I, I think theatricals in trouble. Uh, I I don't think Tenant will be out in July. I don't think Mulan will be out in July. And if it is, it will basically be marketing for streaming. I I don't think many people are going to see those movies in theaters, even if they're in theaters in July. This is a this is a tragic thing that's happening. That we're Do seeing. you want to go to Cinemark and sit shoulder to shoulder? You know, with Listen, people you don't know right to, now? Well, Scott, first of all, you're talking to a guy who, uh, when I consider myself wealthy, this is why I consider myself wealthy. Because when I go to the theater, I buy a ticket for me, I buy a ticket for my kid or whoever I'm with, and then I buy the both seats next to us. So I buy four seats for two people. So no one's sitting next to me. I don't want anyone around me. And I sit in the back row so I can scan anyone who thinks they're coming in with a gun in the middle and I know the exact exit out. So, no, I don't want to sit next to anybody, but I miss the theater. Yeah. We're all just going to do drive-in theaters from now on. Everything's going to be drive-in. We're going to go to drive-in like concerts. Drive-ins are booming. The, drive the, the few that are out there are doing really well right now. Drive-in yeah. everything. We just need to get a platform and a big enough parking lot and we can just we can do all the movies just by car. And and that's how we'll watch Tenet on our radios <laughs> and and that's how I'm gonna watch everything. We're just gonna paint the back wall of Jason's house white and just get a projector and sit in the that's backyard. That's exactly it. We're just gonna find the biggest parking lot we can and in the middle is gonna be a ring and we're gonna all drive our cars over to watch WrestleMania. <laughs> that's how it's gonna be. I love that. Well, have you seen live, Samsung's new outdoor live. TV? Love it. Samsung's got a new outdoor TV that's like $8,000. It's supposed to just be amazing, like beautiful, like bright outdoor. What is it? 4K? Is that what it is? Is that the biggest thing now, 4K? There are some 8K TVs out. Yeah. 8K. 8K. Although I don't know. Jason, is is anything even being made available in 8K? There's not like an 8K Blu-ray, is there? No, I mean, there's there's stuff. I mean, obviously, there there's a few things that are being made, and they're actually sh- streamed stuff. But yeah. for the most part, you know, cable can't manage it. DirecTV can't manage it. Right. Um, the, the bandwidth and the streaming. So, you know, most people who listen watch cable are getting 1080p. They're not even getting their 4K. You're seeing 8K come along online more for video game monitors and video games on high-end PCs and some some things you know but you know it's tvs are like anything else they have to find a reason to get people to upgrade so they're this 8k is right. that thing. and when we're, we're not quite nobody nobody can actually produce 4k content right now well and and i've i've gone through this with uh-huh. netflix on my own i've got like a 60 inch samsung and i've gone back and forth between the 4k plan of netflix and the hd plan for netflix and I can't tell the difference oh. on a 60-inch TV. You, you're going to have to have a much bigger TV than that to be able to tell the difference between. I, I, I got a um, – uh, for, for the Super Bowl this year, we bought a, a, a small projector, um, a 1080p projector, and I thought it would be awful on the, the, the little the screen. That's we good. got a 100-inch screen, and it looks gorgeous. It looks great. You can't, I can't really – I can discern like it. Like a white not. projection screen, right, like yeah. the portable one. Yeah, yeah, it's 100-inch. 
And I, I, I can see it a little bit, but like, and I know that a 4K would be better, but you need something at almost that size for a 4K to make any real impact. I can't tell the difference on my, I have like a nice OLED uh, uh, LG TV, like the best one from a couple years ago. And it's beautiful because of the um, HDR, but it's not, it, the, the actual resolution, I can't tell. How does it handle right. black and contrast? Does it oh. look real, real glassy? Oh, the OLED dude is so yeah. nice because it's true black. So they can turn off individual pixels on an OLED. Oh yeah. So there's no. So you're not like, seeing the patching. No, not at all. And 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 the the, the OLED has all the hues, so you don't. The the gradients are insane. So it looks great from that point of view, but from a pixel like resolution, can't tell. You wouldn't know. That's been the biggest threat, I think, to the theatrical experience over the last several years. Is that you know people like me who didn't have a 60 inch TV until, you know, a couple of years ago, cause they were $5,000. They're not $5,000 anymore. They're $2,000 yeah, or $1,200 or yeah. Here's a Absolutely. dumb secret about movie theaters that people don't necessarily realize there. There's a lot of theaters still that aren't much higher resolution than a 1080p. And that's on a humongous screen. Yeah. yeah. 1080p movies that you're watching. You're not there. There are 4k and there's the IMAX stuff, but in general, the resolutions aren't that much higher than that. Yeah, and if you're in most of the country, you're not having the privilege of, let's say, an arc light or something like that, where it's a, you know, Clara sound or upgraded, you know, speakers and the kind of thing you just can't get at home. That is, but most things you can now, most sound and audio visual packages you can have at home. Well, and you have so much better control of things at home. I know when my wife and I went to see, true. it was either Star Wars Episode 7 or Episode 8. I can't remember which one it was, but the theater we saw it in, we saw it on like an IMAX screen, and it was so loud. It was almost a bad experience because it was like, I wish this was like two clicks lower than how loud this is. And at home, you just turn it down. Well, let me tell you something interesting, and and for our listeners, just so you know, Scott, I don't know if you realize this, but since uh, David Arquette was on the other episode, mm-hmm. you know, earlier uh, this week, yeah, yeah, Jason will not stop braiding his beard and playing with his beard collar. Well, I listened to that episode rather than oh. watching it on video. Uh-huh. Does 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 Arquette have a big beard now? He's got a beard, his white beard that is like a pirate's beard, like a crazy, he's like the old man in the sea, and he's got a colic that's coming down from like the left side of his beard that makes his beard sway to the left, and he keeps like twisting it like he's a villain from a, from a movie. And now Jason has followed suit, and it, it happens all the time now. Jason, is there a new Pirates of the Caribbean movie, and you're auditioning for it? Is that what this is? <laughs> no, I just, I, I just thought it was so funny, because um, I also have a beard cowlick, so it all goes one way, but I just watched him twist it and it just made me laugh and so um, <laughs> nobody's really caught it but i've been doing it ever since and uh oh, and i've caught one it one of our one of our listeners called it out too uh yeah, nancy I've caught it. it just keeps happening it just he's not going to stop i'm wondering how long it's going to go on all right sorry about that uh tv wise listen i think you can you can have everything at home you can you can mostly control it you know and why go out i i do i agree though i do like the drive-in live events i feel like that's good yeah well, and HBO Max has on their on their like board when they were announcing everything and they were putting up slides for mm-hmm. you know how it was going to work. It said 2020 launch, 2021 ad supported launch, and then 2022 like news and events and sports and so I mean they've got a long range plan. That's a for, big slate. Maybe doing yeah. live concerts, maybe doing some version of CNN, you know, maybe doing the NBA package as More part news. of HBO Max. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they've got a long range plan for replacing more than, you know, than, you know, the parts of your cable that pe- that you're yeah, sticking yeah. around for are going to be available on streaming pretty soon. All right. So to sum up today, we got HBO Max. It's out. It's rolled out, at least the first part of it. Go check it out. It's on your Hulu. It's on your phones. It's pretty much it's got all these uh, movies that you cannot stop looking through. Pick one. Watch it. It's got a new series. I don't want to talk about the new series, but HBO Max, it's 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 launched. If you've already stolen HBO Go from one of your friends who has (laughs) HBO, ask them for the HBO Max password. It's the same thing. And if you're you my girlfriend who's still watching my HBO Go, just rewind it after you do it because I don't know where you are in fucking Westworld, but I don't need to start in the middle. 
Jason, yeah, set her up a spoiler. profile. Just set her up a, you can set up a profile for just her do so she doesn't mess up your episodes. I call just don't thief. know which one it is. I don't know which one it is. No, call her profile thief. That's all. I like this. All right, so Scott Porch, ladies and gentlemen. Scott, thank you for coming today. And yeah, we will thanks, see you, guys. I have a feeling, sooner than later, which I hope. Bring it all down. Have a great one. Scott God. Porch, ladies and gentlemen. Scott Porch. Thank, thank you. Yes. All right, Jason Smith. We're almost done again. Yeah, all out of time. That's well, it, huh? well today's been a great day, and we will be back. Um, we'll be back with another episode. We've got a great week ahead, and we'll be do. I'll send out some announcements on that so everybody can see yeah. that schedule. Um, we are officially on Twitch now. Uh, Twitch.com slash Starburns Audio is another place where you can find Ooh. it. So, um, you know, just We're on in- Twitch. We're on Twitch. See, we are cutting edge. Telling you this is the wave of the future. The live remote talk show where viewers and listeners can interact and then you can still listen to it and watch it later. I'm done. Platform agnostic. All right, everybody. I hope you have a wonderful day. I hope you enjoy this this time and we will see you next time. Stay safe. Stay strong. Be well. Jason Smith. Cliff Dorfman. Take care of each other. Bye. Bye, everybody. It's time to quarantine. A podcast network.